Now, the other thing, because I, I, I discover, because I'm asking questions, they gave me the word blimp. So I thought, what the hell is blimp? And then it was clearly an acronym. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So, of course, I'm asking questions. So they said it's biological live interstellar mind projection. Wow. Biological? I asked more about that and it says... Mind projection. Um, there indeed is a program we're talking about. You got to accentuate the positive. Wow! I feel good. A little bit of feel good goes a long way. You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just fad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? If you feel like that's what you want to do. We're off and running. Hello and welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. So wonderful to be with you again. And remember, if you are enjoying the conversations we have on ATP Media, please like and subscribe and leave a comment and make a donation if you would like to support ATP Media. I have a magnificent woman to introduce you to today. Her name is Shirley Batty from the UK. Welcome, Shirley, to the show. Well, thank you for inviting me, Karen. And welcome and hope that all my friends in Sydney are seeing this and friends in Australia. Well, we'll have to send it to them. <laughs> I was and just Tasmania. <laughs> and Tasmania. I was just yeah. chatting with Shirley and saying how familiar she is to me. And I think we've crossed paths at some stage when you were down under. And uh, we've seemed to have been friends on Facebook forever. And uh, I, I just, I really didn't know what Shirley did. And one day I looked at your page and I thought, oh my God, you've done all this stuff and you've written all these books. Oh, I need to discover more about Shirley. So we're going to all discover Shirley and her amazing story today. So I'm excited. Good. Let me just read your bio and, and we'll get into it. So Shirley Batty was born in London in the UK in 1934. On her first try at meditating at the age of 54, Shirley had an instant contact with guides and off-world beings who graphically showed her what could happen to the planet and the future of the human race. That's some first meditation, Shirley, I tell you. Absolutely. The, the information given was to do with planetary changes to come. This got your attention and ever since then Shirley has been taught by spirit many of them ETs. Shirley began active work in the realm of spiritual healing, clairvoyance and psychic phenomena in 1990. It was spirits urging that led her to hold development groups and workshops and has been holding these consistently since 1991. Shirley's skills as a channeler for many off-world beings is proving to be mind-changing to those who hear the messages. Shirley is known around the world as an inspirational spiritual teacher and lecturer who's conducted many workshop lectures and readings and has been a speaker at many conferences and at a variety of venues across the planet, some of them in Australia, as we said. At age 86, Shirley is still a world traveller when COVID lets her, when the lockdowns aren't on. <laughs> And she goes wherever spirit sends her. Shirley has published six books, several articles, and produced a well-known pack 
of Little Owl Inspirational Cards. Her latest three books are fictional and are called Calling Earth, three compelling new novels which underscore the necessity of spiritual growth and awareness to save the human race. It involves awakening to a bigger picture and clearly indicates the need to take responsibility for ourselves and for our home planet. The events and the stories are based in fact, according to Shirley and her guidance. So the six books that you've published are Channeling, Being Human, Spirit Speaks, Beyond the Stairs, and the Calling Earth series one and two. And you said that the Calling Earth three is just about to come out in July, is it? Yeah. Beautiful. And you'll see we're both doing the green screen and I've yeah. got the cover of the Calling Earth two behind me. This yeah, is that's cool. <laughs> which is beautiful. All right. Well, let's get into your story, Shirley. So at 54, you start meditating and have this amazing contact with ET off world beings. Why did you start meditating? Well, um, I've been working abroad uh, for 13 years. When I came back to England, I didn't know anybody. So, and I always wanted to do counseling. So I joined a counseling class and uh, they meditated there. And I thought people were a bit weird who meditated. Beats and bangles <laughs> and hey man. <laughs> but they were nice and ordinary people. <laughs> So I thought, this is okay. So I gave it a go when I went home. And I had instant communication with an extraterrestrial. And he was, well, he just showed me all the things that were going to go on with planet Earth. And they more or less be, told me they'd been waiting for me. Sounds so, like it. Yeah. They said, you no longer have family commitments now. Mm -hmm. So that's really, I mean... Um, I divorced my husband and it was the best thing I ever did. <laughs> At the time, I didn't think so. But actually, that was the gift. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that tickled my fancy. Okay. <laughs> what were you doing? What were you doing before this? Were you, what were you working as? What was your profession? Oh, I was a technical editor for helicopter manuals. Oh my God. Italian engineers. Wow. And yeah, I suppose, mm, sorry, something completely. What I did do while I, I worked flat out in Italy uh, for lots of reasons, but I, at the weekends, I used to hold meetings with groups of Italians in Italian, talking about life after death, all the spiritual matters. Uh, so I was well into it, but I didn't think I would ever ever do anything wow and spirits have been on at me 20 years before i started about writing books and you know they're not always very subtle because i was working flat out in the evening all i wanted to do was go to sleep of course because i was working till late at night as well and i was having ticker tape across my mind in my when i was trying to sleep mm -hmm titles, sentences, that it was like I was typing it up. I got grumbled because I wasn't thinking spirit. Mm -hmm. I said, for heaven's sake, let me sleep. Then I had a major operation, gave me three months off work. And I thought, God, what am I going to do with myself? Three months, no work. So I took a writing course. 
that is when the night writing stopped. So you see, they wanted me to do it all along. And Absolutely. Sounds yeah. like it. So this first um, conversation that you had at 54, it obviously wasn't your first conversation, but it was just a, a bigger conversation. So they've been speaking to you all your life. Did you just think your active imagination? What did you think was happening? I didn't think of it being spirit at all. Just mind, you know. Just imagination. Operate yeah. through the mind. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, it's all telepathy, isn't it? Mm -hmm, yep. I'm not literally hearing sound voices. Exactly. Mm -hmm. right? So it's tele telepathy. Mm. And I still do that, of course. Yeah, I think we all do. And we don't recognize it, which is brilliant because this illustrates how at 54, you'd been talking to spirit all your life, but you didn't recognize it until you had this meditation. So what was the difference in the meditation? that made you really know that it was spirit and ETs talking to you? Uh, well, they, I, I couldn't make it up for a start. I mean, there was no way I could make it up. And I was getting mental images of what they looked like. And right. they used to come into me, especially right. the ET man, my Aussie shoe. I say my Aussie shoe is, it probably is Aussie shoe for other people. But he's one of the main characters in my books, my last three books. Uh -huh. A lot of my characters are in there I've actually met, mm -hmm. you know, in meditation, of course. And what convinced me it was them? Mainly because I used to sit with somebody else with a group, sometimes channeling, what they call channeling. And spirit comes into me. Uh, I they're right in me and people can see that. So they actually see who I'm communicating with yeah. and then it moved on and then I, I tended to disappear while I channel mm -hmm. I don't know it I'm just sat there letting it all come out but mm -hmm. other people who are there say oh she's gone she's disappeared or bits of me have gone you know <laughs> well <laughs> you know it's pretty convincing really yeah so yeah. tell me what did they look like when they gave you an image of what they look like oh gosh how can you describe not humanoid It's more a sense of what they look like. Mm -hmm. do, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whether they're tall, fat, without the detail. Like I'm looking at you, I can see detail. I can say you've got what blonde hair and glasses. Not that fine detail. It's just a sense. It's a knowing what they look like rather than actually seeing. Do, do you understand me? It's a knowing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And what part of the cosmos were they coming? Oh, no, they're, they're, they're all over. But Osishu is from Sirius. Sirius. Mm -hmm. uh, Sechem, who is in my book, he's the one that got me to write the books, actually, Sechem. Mm -hmm. He's from the Pleiades. And I have them from all over, really. They yeah. don't separate themselves one race to the other, you know? They act I know. As and then, of course, I had the White Brotherhood, mm -hmm. which is a group of ascended masters. You may have heard of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, of course, they don't have a race from this planet or the other planet. They're all related to Earth. I know. I know my mob are the same. They don't even give me identity or names or anything. They just no, laugh at me. and They are bothered about that. No, they say, oh, my God, we've been so many identities. Pick one and we'll show up. That's what they say to me. So <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what it is, yeah. Let me ask you, what was the message that they gave you? graphically showed you what could happen to the planet and the future of the human race, it says here. 
with pictures. Now I've written most of what I got in Being Human because mm -hmm. they kept on, I had to put it down. They're very insistent, it must go in print. Mm. They said it's not enough to have the internet, or I didn't have the internet at that time. It no. didn't exist for, for everybody. There was no um, computers. We have word processes, it's not the same. Mm. And because uh, you don't go back as far as that with <laughs> um, Can you imagine a world without computers? Oh. I can't, really? I, um, can't, I can't remember the world without computers. It's funny, but yeah, go on. What did they show yeah. you? As I say, the words, I can't always remember them because I put them down on paper and then I forget them because there's always more. Mm. So you'd have to read it. And I'm actually putting some of the, they gave me predictions, what you would call predictions. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm still getting those. And some of them people don't want to hear or won't want to hear so i'm a bit careful you know a lot of the predictions they've given me have actually happened mm -hmm. like the fall of russia uh, to explain how they gave me the fall of ussr they, they give me pictures these graphic scenes and they gave me the great big bear and you could immediately you know this is the russian <coughs> excuse me You know this is the Russian bear. And the picture was of little people around the bear throwing sticks and stones and spears at it. And they said, the great bear will be brought down by the little people. And then there's a lot more to follow on that. Now, of course, just later, USSR went down and it was brought down by the little people. If you remember, I think Gorbachev was the one who brought that down. Mm. So it has happened, as they said but they give it to me in graphic scenes. Mm -hmm. So if I ask, and I and do this now more, remember this was early on, I've learned a lot along the way. If I ask a question, they will answer it. If I don't ask, I don't get the answer. Yep, I, I, I that. say that to people. Mm -hmm. If you're in contact with spirit, you've got a nice dialogue going, ask the questions because they will then answer. But if you don't ask, they're not gonna say it. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, we're expected to follow on and interact, not to remain passive. We're expected to take part yeah. with the dialogue with them. Yeah. So that was just one. So uh, I've spoken to a few people on the show that have had predictions from either ETs or angelics or uh, yeah. that showed people of um, your generation, a bit younger in your generation, that were even when they were children, like Lorna Byrne. Have you heard of Lorna Byrne, the angel lady, the Irish angel? And uh, Susie Hansen, when she was a child up on the ships and all sorts of people. And obviously the ETs were knocking themselves out at showing humans what was to come if we didn't get our act together. Absolutely. And there was so much destruction in our future when yeah. they were shown 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 70 years ago uh, and we're at that time that they were kind of shown. So we're at this precipice time, aren't we? Well, Karen, how they explained it to me is when they give it really, and you think, oh my God, no, that mustn't happen. Yeah. They say, we make it that way. They're a bit like the adverts you get on your television about smoking. They give you pictures of all the awful things that can happen if you smoke, do this, do that, the other, because 
they're like warnings. If you carry on the way you are, this is what's going to happen. Right, exactly. These do not have to happen. Exactly. They're just warnings and saying, buck up, pull your socks up, do something different. And then these things don't happen. We have timelines. Mm. We have timelines that we can travel down for these awful endings, journeys, or we can change our attitude and our behavior and we go down a different timeline. We've got a different timeline. We're, we're already in a different timeline. I don't yeah. know if you're Oh, I absolutely understand that. Yeah, we're in a different, we've chosen, collectively, we've chosen a different timeline to absolutely. what you were shown back then. Yeah. That doesn't mean the other time isn't there Happening. for other people. Yeah. See, it's not there. They've given me a lot about the ice melting and um, new people, what new people will be coming. And I think that's us. They've done it so many times in so many different ways. I've actually put that in, I put a lot more in the third book on what could happen and where we're, it's a lot more up to date. Well, obviously time has passed. Yeah. So um, new people, do you mean like star seeds or people with an upgraded DNA or people? It's a bit of a mix, mm -hmm. but they're on and on and on about the new people. The new people. Well, they say the new people, we'll just put it new people. Now, it's up to us to understand whether that's us with our changes or whether it's starseeds coming in, which they are. Mm. I mean, if you know Mary Rodwell, you'll know. Do you know Mary Rodwell? Yeah, we're great mates. I've had her on the show several times. She's been in my home. We've done workshops together. And... Wonderful. She's a friend of mine. I've actually mm. been in her home. In, um, she's a great friend of mine. But she, I mean, she's a very positive outlook on what's going on. Mm -hmm. And it's mainly because of the children that she interacts with and that she gets information from them. And I'm 100% behind her on that. Absolutely. Yeah. So maybe these are the new people. The new people. Yeah. Maybe. Absolutely. I don't know. Absolutely. I don't know everything, you know. <laughs> You know, Shirley, you 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 know a lot. Uh, you know a lot about you know a lot about a lot of things. I have to say. So, so fifty four, you get this message, and when did the channeling start happen? Like, what did you do with the information when you received oh, it? Well, that was, yeah. Well, they kept saying you can't keep this to yourself because mm. when you channel, it's meant for everybody. It's not for you. It is definitely not for you as a individual. It's always worldwide global for everybody and they said you've got to well they, they do it very gently not gently like bricks on your head basically they wanted me to learn public speaking right? mm -hmm. and of course i get a brochure come through the door on adult education public speaking falls open at the page well i mean you know that's a bit of a big hint isn't it mm -hmm. so i do public heat uh, speaking course then they say, well, you don't learn public speaking without giving talks, do you? I mean, what's the point? <laughs> of course, then I'm doing talks. Then they say, well, that's only reaching the audience that comes. You've got to write books and that will reach a writer. Right. I mean, I'm encapsulating it, but they're yeah. making it very yeah. clear. I have to share the information. So when I channel, it's always recorded. Then I transcribe. And then that material will then go into a book, you see. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happened with these last three books. Now, 
my objective is to reach the man in the street. Hmm. Spiritual people will read spiritual books. The man in the street won't go near it. I mean, they mm -hmm. won't pick up a spiritual book. Mm -hmm. So I thought, how can I reach the man in the street? So what I've done is I've written <laughs> truth bombs disguised as fiction. Right. So you've I'm just answered my question. I was going to. I was going to ask you why did you make the last three books fictional? That's, you've just answered that, that question. Yeah, that's the reason. Yeah. Because it's still a spiritual book, and it's still giving all the what's going on. But I've made it into a story. I've, I've wrapped a fictional story around it. Mm -hmm. But the interesting thing is, the characters, although they're fictional characters, I actually know them as guides. Yeah. I've just given them different roles to play. Oh, this is so fascinating. You know, what I'm seeing so much through the conversations I have on the shows are people having their, their awakening process, be it young or old, and then reaching out to a mainstream audience in a way that they can. So that's really the message that Spirit's giving us is yeah. to reach out to the mainstream audience in a way that is digestible to them. So one of the people I had on the show, Zane, he made a comic book, you know, and he called it Righteous. And so he's sort of contacting that audience that plays video games and reads comic books who are totally asleep, but putting the messages in the, in the video games and, and the comic books. And yeah. Mm. What I've done with these books, these last three, is I've backed them up with facts. I've actually naming real people, facts. I'm not an insider. We're talking about governments and the deep state and all that stuff. Uh, but I'm actually putting the names and where they can research it for themselves. So I'm actually putting real facts behind what I'm giving. Um, I'm not breaking any rules because it's all out there on the internet anyway. But it's, it's will lead people to look and see what's really going on, you see. Mm. And there's a lot going on, as you know. There is a lot going on. Do you want to give us some of the facts, like to, like some of your inside information to what you know is going on? Well, um, for a start, all our governments, I believe, the major ones anyway, have been travelling to the stars since the 50s, mm -hmm. maybe even earlier. They have been on Mars, or they still are. They, there's a lot going on with the moon. Uh, you see, when I mind travel, when I channel, I mind channel uh, travel. I am actually there. It's similar, like here I am sitting here, third dimension, solid, dense. Mm -hmm. But when I travel, I go into another vibration. It's why I can disappear, you see. Uh, but of course, you still exist and you can move about. You're not limited because you're not fixed to a body. So I actually mind travel. And I go, I am directed by spirit. I'm sent to various places. So I've been inside the moon. Mm -hmm. I have been on Mars. I've been on the other side. Right, not physically, because that's not possible. Mm -hmm. But when you're in a different state, you feel just as real as when you're in solid body. Mm -hmm. You feel the same. You, you don't feel any different. And I've explained in the book how this is possible. And I've tried to explain the dynamics of that. I can't do it all in one talk, you know. Uh, you have to experience it, basically. Um, so I know what's going on. 
because I have mind traveled to these places where it's happening. So basically, Shirley, when people come out with uh, stories about the moon and Mars and, and all that sort of stuff, you've, you've checked the facts by actually going there and having a look. You don't just believe them and say, oh, yeah, that's, inter yeah, that's interesting. No, no, I believe you. I've been there, you see. I've had <laughs> conversations with the people there. Mm. Believe me. And I've written about this in the books, in the, the last three. I've actually talked to them. So interesting. I, I had a client yesterday, a young man who works in, in, in law. And I've worked with people who work in many systems, changing systems, educational systems and energy systems and transport systems. And I hadn't interacted with anyone that's in the law system, you know, um, and he wants to change the law system. And I had a vision of him on the moon uh, being a part of the, you know, an aspect of him, being a part of the Galactic Federation because uh, yeah. he works for the UN in the law, you see. And I said, well, not only are you working for the UN here, but you're actually kind of a part of a galactic UN on the yeah. moon. And yeah. so it's so interesting. So that was yesterday that you're talking about the moon. Tell me more about what happens on the moon. Well, they have bases there for a start. Mm. Um, much of it goes on inside the moon. It's not solid. You know, there's so much going on there. Mm. Uh, I'm backing all of that up with actual recordings between NASA and their astronauts when they went to the moon. Um, they've actually recorded and um, transcribed the recordings and I've actually put them in the books. So it's, it backs up the facts, you see? Mm -hmm. But of course, and you can find this out, it's not like I'm an insider. If you delve, you can find out all these things. But of course, I'm wrapping that up in the story. But the real fact is I've been there, mm. inside, and talking to people who were there. Beyond that, I can't really say anything. Because you're not allowed to say anything? or because no, I don't know any more than my actual experience. Oh, right. So who were you talking to there? Were they humans? Were they ETs? No, no, they were humans. Yep. And were they part of the government or...? Military or? There, there's so many factions, different areas there. There's not just one group of people. Mm. There's a lot. There are extraterrestrials are there. Mm -hmm. um, motherships are there. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know just how big motherships are. They are enormous. Well, not personally, just speaking to people like you that tell me that they're enormous, uh, you know, like... Um... They are enormous. Mm, mm. And I mean country size, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not, uh, they're actually astoundingly big. Mm. And of course, they're there. Um, what I can tell you about the moon, uh, somebody's going to correct me, but I'm only giving what I've been told. Mm -hmm. Um... The moon is used as a neutral base for all races. Absolutely. That's exactly what I got yesterday, Shirley. This oh, is so synchronistic. So beautiful. Anyway, go on. Yeah, there like is no war or factions there. Yeah, like like Switzerland. Uh, it's like the That's Switzerland. That's what they said to me yesterday. This is like the words out of my mouth. I said it's kind of like the Switzerland of the cosmos. It's like a neutral place, like the UN of the cosmos. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Neutral place. Mm -hmm. So there are many spaceships there um, doing whatever they want. And the, the motherships are like home bases for all the other little crafts. 
right it's a good jumping off point isn't it yeah mm -hmm. uh for for any craft that want to visit earth and of course i'm research not researching through spirit i'm researching uh interdimensionals mm -hmm. where um into densities you might want to call it where even the word extraterrestrials, I'm going to call them our cosmic, our celestials, extracelestials is mm -hmm. a word I like. Mm -hmm. um, they can change their densities, their vibrations. So they, that's why we have ships coming and going and flashing out and into, you know, one minute they're there, next minute they're gone. They're moving from one density, one dimension to the other um, through the mind at their will. So there's so much more that we haven't got a clue about. Oh, I know. It's so exciting. That's why I'm talking to you, Shirley, because you've got a clue. All right. So you've got your, your friends, your, your, your starseed family, your extraterrestrial family. Have you been up on the ships with them? Oh, I have. Actually, no, that's interesting you asked me that. Very early on, before I really got deep into it, um, my trip to one ship was just going inside and seeing all these men, men, ETs basically, at their consoles. And I thought, well, they've all got helmets on. They weren't, they were bald heads, you see, but I wasn't into ETs at that time. I mean, I didn't know anything. And they were all, they couldn't give a toss about me because I traveled there. I wasn't physical, you know, I was interdimensional myself. <laughs> and they didn't take any notice of me. Then the big boss walked in, very tall. That was also issued from Sirius. Very, he was clearly in charge, you see. So they were just doing the work. That's all they do. They li these little greys, they're there to do the work. They're not there to have emotions or get entangled or anything like that. They're there to do the work. They do what they're told to do. But then again, there's about 127, I think is, types of greys. Mm. So it depends which grey you're meeting. Yeah, so absolutely. Mm, mm. Um, but these were the ones who just did the job, you know, at the consoles. They're the ones who come to Earth and take samples. And they just do what they're supposed to do. And then they, that's all they do. Um, not emotional at all. There's the little greys and there's the tall greys. Then when I've met the tall whites, because uh, spirits send me everywhere through meditation. They say, we want you to go to, and on this occasion, it was New Mexico. <laughs> so I went, I went to New Mexico. Another time they showed the map. They, they give me a little preamble. It takes too long to go through it now, but it's all written about in my book, Being Human. Um, map of Canada. They said, we want you to go to our lands. And we're Indians, Native Americans there. And I, I laughed. I said, that's a bit vague. I said, you have to be more precise. See, I'm having interactions. Um, they said, well, uh, Northwest. I, I laughed again. I said, that's far too vague. You know, Native Americans are all over. That's far too vague. So then they pulled out a map that I could see. And a finger came out and plonked it right on Calgary. We want you to go there. So I went. Um, and one thing led to the other. That's why I tell people, follow the threads. If you don't follow the first thread, the rest doesn't happen. So I went to Calgary. And from there, well, 
so much more. I mean, I could go on forever on where I went from there. So you went physically. This is this is you getting on a plane yes, and going physically. They asked me to go, and I go physically. And what happened I in Calgary? Flights. I booked the flights. I don't know people. I didn't know anybody in Canada at all. You just turn up, and what happened when you turned up? Well, I, I arrived in Calgary. I booked myself into a hotel. Mm -hmm. I've written about this and being human, and I think now what? Now what do I do? I don't know anybody, so I go for a walk. Walked over the bridge, over a little river there. I forget the river now, but anyway, walked into a bookshop selling my little owl cards. I asked to see the manager, I want to sell my little owl cards. And I tell them that I've been sent by spirit. Mm -hmm. They laugh. And anyway, everything works. They said, oh, you must meet some John, he's in the back. And John came through and he was doing readings in the back mm -hmm. of the shop. Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, you must go to Calgary Spiritualist Church. You know where it is? I said, no, I've only just arrived today. <laughs> so they tell today, you know, so they tell me where it is. So I go back to the hotel change, then go to the church. All this, I don't know anybody. I tell you, this is spirit working beautifully. So I listen, I, I'm staying for the service. And afterwards, I introduce myself to the president of the church, tell them the story. I get invited back to the president's house, which she never does, apparently. But, and I get booked up for readings for giving a talk, for giving a service uh, and workshops. I'm booked up. They, they organize everything from there on. And I end up going to Winnipeg and going back to Cal All because I took them up on that one meditation. We want you to go to Calgary. Do you see what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Fabulous. And it was the yeah. same with America. Same with America. I so to go to New Mexico. You went to New Mexico, did the same thing, booked into a hotel, went for a walk. No, no, I did it differently in New Mexico. I booked a, a tour because I don't know where to go. You know, I booked a tour, mm -hmm. um, which was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I loved every second of it. And so I went to all the places. They sent me to Borneo. One trip was to Borneo. I never know why until I'm there. And it's usually the last minute. Oh, God, so much happened. I could go on and on. <laughs> and I end up at this one place. It's, again, it's a tour. And two big angels come down on either side of me because nobody can see them. And they say, this is why you're here. You're here to release the energies. It was a prison camp, apparently. Japanese prison camp during the war. You're to release the energies of both the Japanese and the prisoners. And so I do my thing, you know, and um, that's it. That's what I'm there for. Brilliant. No, I don't know what your thing is. Tell us what your thing is. What do you do when you do that, when well, you're releasing well, energy? I link in. I sort of go into a meditation state, mm -hmm. you know, I link in and do whatever they tell me to do. Mm -hmm. Generally, it's bringing down energy through me into the ground. I did that in, Canada, in Africa once. Mm -hmm. I couldn't stand afterwards. I, that the energy was so strong. I literally had to be held up um, to, to do this in, in Kenya. So it's that sort of thing. So they're using you as a conduit to bring energy through. You're not really connecting to the sort of stagnant energy that's the residual energy 
like are you picking up that energy too do you need to clear yourself afterwards no, or no, no no i'm perfectly okay every time right um i just do what i'm told i feel great i, I know i've done a good job and i'm never badly affected ever by it yeah why do you think they need a human form to bring and specifically your human form and not somebody else that's living there like they send you over there i've explained this many times about why we have to change they i won't say not allowed to do it but they shouldn't do it themselves it's up to the citizens of earth to make the changes mm -hmm. they could do a lot but then we wouldn't have grown so they need somebody physical a citizen of the earth physical to do the changes mm -hmm. it's like they keep saying we are the ones that have to make the changes to make things better mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's no magic wand from above we have to do it <laughs> but why are they using you as a conduit to do this clearing of ancestral sort of energy stagnant energy maybe it's because i can but i don't know it maybe it's because i come from a different state i don't know mm -hmm. i accept it it's never hurt me ever mm. um really it's never hurt me so going back to the ships uh what do they look like when you're in the ships Depends which ship. If it's a mothership, it feels like you're walking into a different country. Do the ships look like that? Oh, I never. I don't ever see them from outside. Yeah. I walk. I'm straight in. You see. Mm. I don't actually see them from a distance and then go in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm in my altered state. The intention is to be in the ship, so I'm there. So I'm not doing a flight through space to get into one. I have seen them. I mean, I've written about it in my last three books. Uh, really, that's more for the benefit of the reader than it is for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the earthly, the, the human imagination, the human mind. Yeah, that's for the reader. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm told that by psychics, I don't know how right it is, that these books will be made into a film. That'd be so exciting. Well, they'd make a good film, you know, really. I know I'm the author, but I, they would make a brilliant film. Mm. And one that would carry on after I'm dead. That's the, the interesting thing. Um, so let's just go through what the books entail. So channeling is, is you talking about channeling or is it the messages of your channeling? No, it's the messages. This is, remember, these last three are built for the man in the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, they probably don't even know what channeling is yeah so the first the first few are channeling being human so being humans pretty much like more of your story right and some things it that you've is. experienced yeah, but there's a lot of information in there mm. i mean i've put down all the predictions for a start right um, so that has a prediction if i read it again now i think wow, that was a chilly good book you know because <laughs> i've forgotten what i put in it <laughs> uh, and yeah, read me some. No, uh, something I was going to read to you. Um, as I say, when you, uh, if you channel, you know, once you finish, you can't remember. Yeah, it's, it's not as clear. Yeah, I'm channeling. I, I'm channeling a lot these days, but it's not as clear. But it's just because it's a different vibration to the normal sort of thinking mind. But you can go back into that same vibration. You have instant recall of where you were, like where you left off. That's what I find yeah. anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm really, there's two things here. 
One um, Oshishu, who you will see if you go on my website, and he's older than me. Oshishu is the name of your Syri of my Syrian guide. Oshishu. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's an interesting yeah, name. Yeah, because he gave me his name once as a sound. Yeah. And it was... I thought, I can't write that. <laughs> so I, I made the words closest to the sound. I yeah. Because mm -hmm. when wow. he first spoke to me, he, he like, because he was channeling, he didn't know how to close my mouth. <laughs> you try to talk without closing your mouth is impossible. So mentally, telepathy, I said, look, you have to let my mouth close. I don't say. So, you know, it wasn't that easy for him to start with. It's hilarious. You know, it's a learning process. Um, I think it's for all of us. Yeah. This is one he gave me at the end of a, an evening's channeling, because I have groups come to listen to the channeling. Mm. And I love this. I absolutely love this. May you always hold kindness in your soul, compassion in your heart, gentleness in your actions, truth in your words, and wisdom in your thoughts, so that you may be effective and as a shining light wherever you tread. May the effect of your touch be comforting and a healing to those who have a need. May you hold goodness of all life in your being. Then your journey through life will have been worthwhile. Mm. Now that came from an extraterrestrial. Now you can't say that's a bad one, can you? Mm. Beautiful. There's nothing to be fearful of with him. As you were reading that, I shut my eyes and I got the most beautiful images of like Aztec um, uh, that looks sort of like the Kabbalah uh, oh, yeah. I, yeah. and then it sort of looked like metal uh, these symbols with Aztec oh it was just beautiful images just a bit beautiful. like a stargate yeah a bit like a stargate yeah yeah just beautiful mm. oh mm -hmm. go on that's beauty now the other thing I because I, I discovered because I'm asking questions they gave me the word blimp so I thought, what the hell is BLIMP? And then it was clearly an acronym. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So of course I'm asking questions. So they said it's biological live interstellar mind projection. Wow. Biological? I asked more about that and it says... Mind projection. Um... There indeed is a program. We're talking about the American government now, mm -hmm. called Blimp. What the, uh, it's not the Americans themselves. It's their connection with space, with stars, because mm -hmm. they do know. They do have interconnection. I could go on about that forever. Um, they know very well. They orchestrate it. Uh, what this does is project into life, programmed life forms, through nanobiological machines. Some things people see and thought are thought to be of the space family, such as greys or reptilians, are grown in this way and are not natural. Mm -hmm. It's important. Absolutely not extraterrestrials. They are, for they are made here on Earth through this program. 
not to be confused with actual greys or reptilians. These programmed entities are used to induce fear, false abductions and sightings. This is a program to induce fear of extraterrestrials, which uh, the government, not the top government, the other government are thinking or they are doing. So Shirley, why do you think they're doing that? What's the purpose of inducing fear about extraterrestrials? Well, when there's fear, they come in with a solution, don't they? And it'll be their solution. It's control. I don't know. I don't know their minds, what they're actually literally going to do. Mm. I do know they, this is the next stage. They want to induce fear of extraterrestrials. So if we see them, they're not necessarily the real ones. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it gets very complicated, but I don't know. I don't know their minds. Mm. I do know, and I was told it when I wrote the last book about the virus before the virus erupted. Mm-hmm. What were um, you told? That it's a very good way to depopulate the planet. So, did we, were you told that it was an orchestrated rollout of oh, a? This was. This was. I mind travelled. Oh, oh dear! I was sent by spirit to mind travel into mm-hmm. this meeting mm-hmm. with what you would call the deep state or the you know the secret government, and they were having a discussion. And I'm earwigging because I'm there, and they don't know I'm there. Mm-hmm. And I've written about it. You have to write, read the last book and get it all. It's all in there about how, what a good idea a virus is to depopulate. Well, do you think it's for the, because I don't, look, okay, so this is the information that I've got when I've asked my mob. It was an orchestrated rollout and it has not gone according to plan. That's exactly, yes. (laughs) Because they thought it would be much worse than it is and it hasn't actually really made too many people sick or they haven't made, hasn't killed anybody at all, really. And so, well, not in comparison to the normal deaths. Not in comparison, exactly. My guide said this to me ages ago, and I haven't really said this on air publicly, but right from the get-go, they said there are no more deaths than than a normal deaths are every year from yeah. flu and other problems. There are no more deaths, and that, that was the information that I got. And so my daughter goes, "Mum, there's a pandemic," and I said, "Oh, there's not a pandemic," and she's screaming at me because she's believing the mainstream rhetoric and I'm getting this direct information. She's screaming, you don't know, mum, you don't know. And I'm like, okay, oh, okay. Just let people be. They've got to believe, they want to believe what they want to believe. I know. And then I, you know, I get sent a lot of information. And so I've seen a lot of the stats that have come out and a lot of the doctors talking about the stacks, with the stats, which has directly confirmed what I've been told about how, the, the orchestration, the rollout didn't go according to plan. Like they thought it would be much more deadly than but it you is. See, the mm. agenda is create fear. Create fear. And then they can vaccinate mm. everybody. Mm. And vaccinations are very different to what they used to be in the past. I mean, I believed in vaccinations before and they've saved a lot of lives. But now that they put other stuff into vaccinations, which we really do not want. And this is more control. Mm. Um, so that's what it's leading to and of course fear will reduce immunity because it creates that in the body mm, mm. and so they're more likely to become ill if mm. there's fear there mm. 
you draw to you what you fear. I mean, that's known. If you fear something, you actually have an attraction to it and it brings it into you. Oh, look, Shirley, absolutely. You know, I'm a teacher of deliberate creation, so I teach that you create your own reality. And, you know, the Seth book said 30 years ago, yeah. well, 50 years ago, you know, in the 60s, 60 years ago, uh, that we, there are only two rules to life. One, you create your own reality, and two, there are no limits. And so when humanity knows that everything you experience, you're a party to creating, then you can't roll out a virus and say, it's going to get you. It's going to make you sick because if there's a population that says, I'll only get sick if I choose to get sick or if I engage in stress or negative thoughts or if I don't look after my body, if I don't look after my immune system and I stress and hate people. And, you know, once humanity knows that they're, they are at power to create their own reality, then fear doesn't work anymore, right? But they don't. The I know. That's the problem. This is exactly why I'm writing the books. Well, interestingly enough, the, t the question I said I was going to ask you that I thought of just before we came on air was, uh, what do you think is the most important thing that your galactic and spiritual guides have asked you to teach people? Oh. I think that we have to, well, love for the start. I mean, that's a given mm -hmm. uh, to be compassionate to others. Mm -hmm. And I think what's come over to me, whether they taught it to me on, in one way or the other, is even those who do the most awful things, they're still souls. They're right. on their journey. Exactly. Compassionate towards them. Mm. But their onward journey is not pleasant. You know, we're talking about mm. karma. Uh, feel compassionate towards them. And compassion is like a love don't hate them because that isn't helping them whatsoever um obviously you don't go along with them mm. but feel compassion they are souls they are all part of the one mm. exactly learning through that mm. I, but i also um on a less spiritual level i don't know if it's spiritual or not i've been told that there will be a division of the human race there will be a definite division of the human race. And this is to do with those who are so bad, so evil, and let's face it, there are many really evil, um, that they are too far removed to be changed, that they cannot merge. We can't help them anymore um, because they're too far away. So it has to split. And those who are really deep down, they've got to do their soul journey. They're still souls, just the same until they learn. And the other soul, which cannot merge anymore because it's too big a gap, will go on their journey. Maybe this is the new people. Maybe this is what they're talking about. So we're talking about, if you can forget the physicality, we're talking about two different timelines. Mm -hmm. And the new people will be those who are at least decent people they don't have to be spiritual or psychic <laughs> at least they don't have this evil in them that's what i that's i think it's the most important thing mm, love and remember we're all all part of god yeah yeah i think the message of not love can't be um uh you know repeated enough but unfortunately when people say uh, you know oh i'm going to be loving they make it very exclusive i'm going to be loving to people I know and people I agree with and people I love but 
for the people like the deep state or the cabal or the reptilians or your neighbor or whoever you disagree with i'm not going to love them i'm going to hate them and push against them and that's not what love is right it's the word love isn't it mm. you don't i mean imagine you're in a family and you've got four kids or six kids or however many kids and you love them all but you don't like them all you don't have to like those that they say you should love. You know, the, it's love of a different kind. Mm. It's love of them as souls, but you don't have to like them. And you know they're wrong and they're evil and all the rest of it. So you don't like any of that. But on a much higher level, and I have to say very much higher level, you feel compassion for them. Mm. because they have gone wrong they've lost their way i've actually been on the other side helping people come out of hell literally i mean i say literally i can't say physically but i've actually been there getting people out of their self-imposed hell on the mm. other side mm. um what am i gonna do turn my back on them you so see? what so is that what spirit asked you to do or yeah no well i go on my journey and i always say take me where i need to be mm -hmm. or take me where you need me to be mm -hmm. and they do they take me but i have to give them permission mm. so i i say take me where i should be or tell me what i need to know i am mm. then opening the way for them mm -hmm. if i don't do that then they will leave me alone mm. They, they won't, I, I've stopped saying take me where I need to be at the moment because I don't want to be doing any travelling. Well, you can't be doing any travelling. <laughs> Unless you do astral travelling, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, if they really, really want me to, uh, then they'll... Because there's no linear time in different dimensions and we're multidimensional beings, do you think that when you connect to that aspect of you that is in spirit helping people uh, with their stressful thoughts, like helping people out of the hell of their own creation, because we're creating through our beliefs, whether yeah. we're dead or alive, we're still creating through our beliefs, right? So it carries on. So do you think that you're just connecting to an aspect of you that's there doing it all the time? I wouldn't know. Probably. I, I really don't know. Mm. I, you know, I think we'd get confused. I would. If I knew all the things I was doing all the time. I have another well, this. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> See this spaceship behind me look during the fires i was in the shower i've said this on the show a few times and i had this vision of this this ship it was the under underbelly of the ship it didn't really look like that one but that's as close as i've come to finding a picture of it the lights under this ship were just i was just it's in the shower and i was seeing it and i was just going oh that's so beautiful and then they took me into the ship and they showed me um uh, the et's they'd picked up a whole lot of the Australian animals and they'd sort of like, it was a bit of an arc really during the fires. And um, I had this knowing that I was connecting to a part of me that was there seeing it as opposed to traveling there. Does this make sense? So I'm still in the shower and I'm very conscious of being in the shower, but I'm connecting to a part of me that's there witnessing it. I'm Absolutely. just, there was why just not? a connection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why not? I mean, we're too rigid in our thinking of being physical. Mm, mm. We're not 
it's not important whether we're physical. We can mind travel. We can go where we want. Yeah. Anytime. It's only a construct for us. This last book, they kept on about mind construct. Mm -hmm. Again and again, your reality is mind construct. Mind construct. What you construct in your mind. I've actually written it in. I can't remember it all now. I don't, I'll read my book when it comes out. <laughs> so this is in the third book, Calling Earth 3. They're Calling talking Earth, about... Yeah, it is... Um, oh, God. Mind construct. Fight, fight for the future, I think it was. I don't know, I can't remember now. Fight for the future of mankind, something like that. The strap, what they call the strap line. Is the publisher decided on that? Who's your, who's your publisher? Well, I go through a company because it's self-published, as you know. It's just a company that helps you through the process of, you know, they do all the nitty-gritty ISBN numbers, registering it with the tax people and, and all that sort of stuff, you know. All right, That's, so they help people self-publish, basically. They help you get it through. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it takes, I mean, I'm not a technical person. Yeah. They, they do all of that. They do the printing and, you know, they put, you know, after I've told them what, how I want it, they, they do it, you know. Oh, beautiful. So have the, books, have the books been selling? I mean, have, have, has there been an audience, a big audience? Well, yes, but yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, they're sold in Australia and America. Yeah. I know that from the royalties. Because yeah. when I get my royalty list, they tell you what companies what countries where the royalties come from see mm -hmm. so you can get them through mostly amazon in fact only amazon uh, or me personally yeah uh, amazon for australians.com i think it would be mm -hmm. or dot au there is an amazon.com.au uh, now i'm going to go back to why they roll out they're rolling out the fear with the ets and I, i'm going to tell you what i've heard other people say and just ask you if this is what you think is happening too. So the government's wanting you to be scared of ETs. They're afraid that if we do understand that they're the reality of ETs and we do connect to our galactic family, they're afraid of the technology that the ETs will bring us, which will destroy many of the systems, the government systems, the you know energy systems, the health systems. I mean... We have so many systems, like the pharmaceutical system is just massive, multi-trillion dollar business. And if, ETs, and if ETs are like, go, well, we've got this healing technology, bang, you're healed, no drugs. There's like the pharmaceutical industry is not going to like that. <laughs> and the energy industry, you know, the no petrol or petrochemical energy. My own view, Karen, is that the ETs, the extracelestials, are well aware of the, the disasters that could happen if they bang it all on us at once. It will be gradual. Well, it will I, be I gradual, think. but I'm just thinking of the governments wanting us to be afraid of ETs so that we don't have that connection to their, but not just their technology as in, you know, healing and propulsion, but even their mind technology, the yeah. fact that we're going to turn into a telepathic human race and, and, you know, the people who lie don't want you to be telepathic, do they? <laughs> yeah, they That's absolutely. In fact, my own guys, have, they've, they've been coming lately. That's what, because I speak ET language, you see. Mm -hmm. They want me to learn to teach telepathy. They want telepathy on the planet. Yeah. And 
But telepathy is a two-way thing. You know, it's a bit like healing is a two-way thing. Mm -hmm. If the person doesn't want it, it isn't going to work. Mm -hmm. I think that'll be true with telepathy. I don't know. I am, you know. But telepathy is going to be important. Absolutely. And why do you think extraterrestrials have such tiny mouths? They don't they speak. They don't need to speak. You see? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but we're a long way from that yet. Uh, you know, we've still got to evolve. And we are still in the evolution state. Mm. We will be like them in the future. That I do know. Mm-hmm. We will evolve in that way. We are them already. Mm -hmm. We have been, uh, it's been orchestrated that we are a mixture of many different ETs. Yeah. We're very special. You know, the human race is ex very, very special to the ETs for a lot of reasons. What, do you, what do you think the reasons are? I know what I think the reasons are. What do you think the reasons are? Because we have a direct link with the source, with spirit, with God. We mm. are connected. We have the silver cord. Constructed, like, like the blimp, you know, biological life, blah, blah. Um, they're constructed. They do not have the link. They do not have soul. So when their bodies finish, that's the end of it. They don't have a continuation. They can't go back to source. It's like finish for them. We are a combination of many ETs in order that these ET races continue through us, through our connection with spirit, with the, the source. That's my view. The others are just bodies that they don't have that silver cord. Not all of them. That's just the. That's just the. Um, no, not biological. all. Of yeah, that's just the little biological ones. Yeah. The no, no, no. Creative uh, ones. Most of the ETs are. They've got connection to source. Mm. I'm talking about those who have been constructed artificially. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they're kind of like biological robots. It really, yes. Mm. But consciousness can still flow through a biological robot, like a soul can still flow. Like you don't have to be flesh to have, co you know, consciousness. Yeah. It depends where the consciousness comes from. I don't know. <laughs> I know. It's, it's a big conversation, isn't it? Yeah. It, it's a big conversation. And we do have, how can I put this? Our universe, I'm not even going to go galaxy, our universe is bigger than the galaxy. It's just one part of many universes. Mm -hmm. And each universe has a confederation overlooking. The confederation, each confederation is attached to another super confederation and beyond to the source. So we're a long way from the source in those terms, in those terms, um, how can I put it? There are so many variations here. You mentioned Mars before. I've got so many questions swirling around in my head because, um, as I said, I don't write down questions. I never know where the conversation's going to go, and I didn't know we'd get so galactic, but I'm loving it, Shirley. What did you see when you went and had a look at Mars? What, what's happening on Mars? Again, it's inside. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and again, there are already creatures on Mars who have always been there. They haven't died out. So um, they're not all friendly, the creatures. Mm -hmm. So you have to be careful for your life if you go there, um, if you go there physically. Uh, so there are what you call bases, like military bases. Well, you're inside the base and you're okay, but it's just like any military base anywhere, you know? Mm -hmm. right? Constructed. Uh, there's minerals, there's sort of, uh, resources. Uh, they've, they've got everything they need. It's, it's not a problem. The atmosphere, the air, is not as um, impossible to breathe. It's like being on a mountaintop, you know, like if you get some altitude sickness. Sort of thin air, right. Mm -hmm. It's thinner, put it that way. So and the gravity, I suppose you weren't there in your physical body, but it's a different gravitational pull as well. Yeah, the whole thing, that's why they need the base. Mm -hmm. They need the inside. Um, but they've been, they've got thousands of people there. Hundreds thousands. of thousands or millions? I don't know, but it goes as far as millions. I really right. don't know. Mm -hmm. See, when I'm there, I don't, ask those sort of questions. I'm interacting with people, do you know what I mean? Right, yeah. It's you and I having a conversation. There were mm -hmm. so many other questions we don't have time for to start mm -hmm. with. And they're not in the line of talk. So you're interacting with, again, humans when you were there? Humans. Yeah. I've only met with humans there, yeah. And mm -hmm. that's, what's the dominant race on Mars? Is it human or humanoid or? I would say humanoid, yeah. Humanoids are our most closest allies, put it that way. Mm -hmm. um, they're the ones who link with us, humanoids. And some of them, especially in New Mexico, oh, the tall whites, I've met the tall whites. Tell us about the tall whites. Are, are they a humanoid? They're very beast? humanoid. If they were to wrap up, like cover up, you wouldn't know them from a, a human. So they're not very tall, like they're just like they normal six foot height. They're not eight well, foot, ten about foot. Six, No, they're about six foot. They vary because they have families there. They have schools, they have all sorts going on there in well, New Mexico. In New Mexico? Yeah, in the mountains. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And they interact um, with the human race? And they come and go with the, with the American government. Right. Not, with, not necessarily with every, you know, they were in a restricted area, put it that way. Okay. The, the military know. They know when they're coming. They come and they go. Yeah. They fly in and out all the time. Um, so, and they have, a, they have a society there. They have doctors. They have families. Yeah. I mean, you know. And what do they look like? They just look. I don't know because they were in... Out, they're kept outside of the restricted zone. Right. So they just look like pale, blonde humans? What do they look like? Very tall, very white. And it's white mainly because of the aura, I think, like the glow that's around them. Um, I don't know. You know, I usually see it at all white. So you went there astrally. You went and checked it oh, out. I didn't go physically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be allowed in. Remember, there's, a, <laughs> there's no public allowed in, believe me. 
Yeah, well, I've heard a story. What's that guy who said that he used to do something for the military, some weather balloon or something, and he interacted with Charles Hall? Yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I've heard him. I've actually met him. He's really a sweetie. So is that the same people that he's talking about that you saw? Same one. Yeah, so they're still there because he talked about that in the 60s that he was interacting. Yeah, oh, yes. And they're still there. (laughs) Well, that's why I got interested because I met them in my meditations, in my travels. And then he came out and I thought, oh, yes, I know them, you know. Yeah. So it resonated with me. And I met him because I did like to go to uh, um, conferences in America because they're really brilliant. They really are. They do it so well. And that's what I met him. He probably won't remember. It's a big conference. And why are they here, the tall whites? Why are they on Earth? They don't. They don't have a planet. Why or... not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> I mean, really? Why not? <laughs> if we can travel to another planet and have a, you know, set up a little uh, area there for ourselves, we'd do it, wouldn't we? I don't know. Well, if if you could interact with the, you know, with the with the race on the planet, but they they don't seem to be able to interact with the humans because I don't know the I humans would be I scared. I don't know the reasons. You don't know. I don't know the reasons they're here. Oh, I, mean, the, I haven't got them in a ear. So many, <laughs> so many questions. I know it's fascinating. Look, Garnet Schulhauser. Do you know Garnet, who does a lot of astral traveling with his spirit guide? has talked about many different races of ETs here on Earth that are, uh, that are disguised. I remember one story. He said that he met this beautiful woman who was a lecturer at a university, but she had a holographic, holographic image of a human. And when she turned it off, she was completely, I don't know how he described her, but completely alien looking, but not humanoid at all. And she was having this human experience or this being was having this human experience using a hologram and and was lecturing at a university. Look, there's just so many stories like this. It's fascinating. We only touch on the fringe of what's really happening here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're limited by our third dimensional thinking. Absolutely. Absolutely. What did Seth say? You create your own reality and there are no limits. There are no limits. You know, the imagination, no limits. Step outside the box of your mind. You know, expand. There's so much more. So I want to talk about the new earth before we go. Look, Shirley, I could talk to you all day. There's so much to you. Uh, one mind, I, I had a couple of things jotted down. One mind, walk-ins, new earth, and I just put more. Uh, you said that with your visions, you were shown that that earth would split because there are some souls on earth that are too far into their negative thinking and they're, they're not going to you know change in time to ascend with the people who do change. What time frame have you been given for that split? Oh, and it's more divide than a split. Divide. Because it's two Earths rather than splitting one Earth, if you follow me. Okay. Yeah. When you say split, people will have an image of it tearing apart. But actually it's uh, another Earth created, like another... The, the Earth we've got producing, a, in growing a cell that then moves away like two cells divide but that would be a split wouldn't it just be a different timeline 
yeah it's just the word that people will pick up on and think of it's going to split like that you know yeah it would be we would just be living our lives and then a new day would dawn it wouldn't seem any different to the other day but we would be different in that we i'm thinking i've heard some people talk about you know the people that have moved out of your life like i've got friends and family that have just moved out of my life not because we've had any fight but we just think so differently i think that'll be how it is and it's a shame because i love them but i'm just thinking you know, if they're not going to come because they're going to just stay entrenched in their way of thinking, then one day I'm going to wake up and I won't remember them. No, it, it's not really quite like that. We're talking about those who are so far down the evil side. Ordinary, everyday people, they're not evil. No, they're, they're just, just believing in stress. Good people, yeah. they don't have to be spiritually minded or be doing wonderful jobs. They're just ordinary everyday people. There's no evil in them. Yeah, yeah. The other group, there is definitely evil in them. I mean, when you read about what's going on, it's almost like they've been mind controlled and they're really, really bad, taken over by the devil, you might say. So an ordinary everyday person like your friends and your mates, they're not like that. Because if they were, you'd be moving away from them in any case. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You wouldn't have anything to do with them, would you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, do you see that's the divide you will naturally not go near those really evil, evil ones we wouldn't be a vibrational match to them you wouldn't be in resonance vibration your vibrational level is at a certain range we're in third density vibrating every molecule is vibrating now, as you vibrate faster, you go into a higher rate of vibration. Mm-hmm. So you begin to disappear and you change your body because that's how I can disappear. Mm-hmm. The others can't do that. Mm-hmm. But it's impossible because they're too low, too dense, too heavy in their vibration. So it's impossible for them to be joined. There's too much of a difference. Mm-hmm. But the others, yeah, they'll be with you. There's no problem. They're not evil. Mm-hmm. They haven't gone so dense that they can't merge. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I think a lot of people ask this question, if, if we're moving to a new earth, will my friends and family that don't believe in all my woo-woo stuff, will they come with me? And what you're saying is, yes, of course, they'll come with us. They, yeah. Mm-hmm. They have to be really bad, awful people not mm-hmm. to be with you. And you wouldn't want to be with them in any case. <laughs> would you? So, so I was gravitating to to clump with those of like minds and those we like. Mm-hmm. And we keep away from those we don't like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's already happening. Yeah. So the time frame I, I'm asking because I was on a, 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 I was in a group last night and um, one of the fellows that was talking, Jamie, was saying that he. Uh, he downloaded, a bit like you, with the books, he downloaded this, what he thought he worked in the movie industry about 15 years ago, and he downloaded this information with another psychic uh, and tried to bring it, make it a movie, but the movie industry wouldn't touch it. And it was just the Palladian story, really, and um, a, a very cosmic story. And he said that it went to 2033 where there was this, this divide, that, that was the year that he was given when he was given this download. And I was just seeing if that was the year that you were given. Well, maybe, I don't know. Mm. They haven't actually given me a time. Right. They don't like giving times. No. 
because they, they showed me once because I asked the question and they said remember doing the war with your battle commanders and what have you and the big planning board and they're moving ships around and battalions around according to the events that happen and they said this is what it's like for us something happens so we have to shift something and move it somewhere else and there's constantly planning and shifting and moving so we can't give you a time frame because it depends on the actions of the people interesting isn't it it depends on the actions of the people mm, absolutely and i think that is how it is so shirley what do you see for us you know 2020 has been such a big year for humanity what's the um, messages that you've been receiving for humanity for the rest of the year and maybe next year i haven't actually asked um and they haven't given it to me voluntarily put it that way i think it's not good for us to know the future mm -hmm. always frankly if i'd known about 2020 like the first part when I was still in the early part of 20, uh, 1999, uh, I would have gone, oh my God, oh, do you see? We're not really meant to know. We'll deal with it as it happens. That's yeah. me. That's just me. Um, so I haven't pushed it. Yeah, uh, fair enough. The they give me future is uh, like predictions. Um, I know about the new, new human, the new man, the new race that they could go on about. And they've given me bits and pieces of that. And one which I, I meant to have out handy, when the ice melts, man will die. Man will know that the earth is killing him, I'm trying to remember memory now, killing him slowly, but, um, uh, which I can remember all of it. It's in my book. When the earth dies, man, new man will come. So it's like a new man, a new birth. But it's all to do with when the ice melts. Well, the ice is melting at the at rapid rates, more rapid than any before. So, so that's that, happening. It, it seems to be well when the ice melts. Yeah, it's melting. It's been melting for years. Yeah. It's, it's, the, yeah. the, the, the destruction of the poles has been huge. And I could be wrong. I mean, a lot of the messages in my little owl cards have been given just boom, 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 boom. And I had one from Ra, which was, oh, lovely. And that was about changing, um, the things changing. Shifting sands, shifting sands, they said. So Ra is one of your guides? Well, I, no, I mean, not really. I mean, he just came and wrote um, sometimes. And he said at the end, I am Ra. I am Ra. Greatest of all, he said. He said <laughs> he's the greatest of all? <laughs> That's what he said. Come with me on my beam of life and you will know all. I mean, I didn't think of him as my guide, but he came through, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I'm not fixed to one particular, it's whatever comes through. Oh, I know. That's why I call my guides the mob because, you know, there's so many of them. There's like just, yeah. you know, too many identities to count. Uh, but, you know, Ra, ha, have you heard of Kevin Briggs? Who? Uh, well, no, that would be a no. <laughs> so Kevin, <laughs> Kevin is from the UK, lives in Florida now, but 
he's like you he's um what is he? he's about 60 something 62 or six or something i don't know how old he is now but he's had et contact all his life but it wasn't until about two or three years ago that he actually came out and started talking about it his guide said to him he thought he would go to his grave and never tell anyone but his wife and his brother and a best friend and the guide said no nope, we need you to write a book and he said oh i can't write a book and they said don't worry we'll help you so he got this book out now he's doing the rounds doing the you know the conferences in the in the in the in the states and he speaks one of his guides is ra he's got a council of eight uh, that speak to him a couple of arcturians who look blonde and um i think a mantid and a gray a tall gray and a tall there, white they're all, they're all there and ra he's one of them who speaks and and uh so in the books uh the what is it called the something of one the law of one ra the Ra is the social memory complex of Venus. Yeah. Is that the same Ra that was speaking to well, you? Probably. Maybe. You know, when I get connection, I'm not thinking. Who are you? Rationally, I'm just receiving. Mm -hmm. And that came in a writing. I wasn't meditating. I was trying to get ants out of my clothes. I was on an island. And all I was seeing was these blooming ants, you know, in all my clothes. And then he said, write something. Somebody said, write. So I've always got something to write with. And I got that message. You see, so if they want to give you something, they give it to you. No way could I have made it out. I mean, absolutely not. <laughs> that makes why, sense. Why would you want to? <laughs> well, no, I mean, yeah. 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 So I accept it, you know, and I, it's never hurt me. I've always been told I have got to share. So anything I've got, I, I never keep it to myself. Yeah, so that's why the books have come out. How can well, I do it? I've got I suppose I should have read one or two of them before I had this conversation with you. But, <laughs> you know, I have a conversation every week, so it's a bit, it's yeah. not e always e easy to read everybody's books, but they do sound fascinating, Shirley, absolutely fascinating. Um, I suppose the last three are... Uh, yeah, if they're for the mainstream, they would be presented in a sort of, I guess it's like a sci-fi book, right? More. Yeah, well, I've put them out as sci-fi mm. because I want the man in the street to pick it up. Mm -hmm. The spiritual people, you know, uh, they will only read spiritual books. Well, no, the man in the street will not pick up a spiritual book. Mm -hmm. so it's not going to get the message if I do it as a spiritual book. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the reason bit like avatar you know yeah and you know there's a message there even k-pax so if you ever i have i've seen k-pax there's a message in there i saw it straight away i thought god he's trying to tell us something yeah and he's another great movie and my friend jamie who was talking about the downloads from the palladians and the script that he wrote he said that when he one of the last jobs he had in the film industry was working on contact you know with jodie foster and yeah. did you see that movie contact yeah, yeah that's another great movie it's their way mm. of getting the message out to the man in the street because the man in the street will do will look at that yeah that's one my books will be the last three will be filmed i hope did, i don't know any film producers so have you just been told by spirit that they'd be made into film you haven't been, no, been approached I've been told by mediums oh by mediums things. well they've linked in and said you know I'm talking about mediums who didn't even know I was writing the book sometimes. 
Okay. Just ad lib, you know, saying, oh, yeah, they're going to be made into films. And they will carry on after you. Oh, that's beautiful. Netflix series. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I look forward to that. Oh, Shirley, it's been so beautiful talking with you today. I could talk to you all day. Any last messages for people that you think are pressing that you want people to know or your guides want people to know? Apart from love, we've touched on love. Be loving, even love the people you hate, like the reptilians and the cabal and all those people. Yeah, you don't have to like who you love. Mm -hmm. It's unconditional when you love anyway, whether you like them or not. Think of people as souls. Mm. Because inside whatever they're presenting, there's a soul there who is not a happy soul. They can't be happy if they're not nice. Mm -hmm. They can't be. Somewhere there'll be unhappiness. You've got to feel compassion for that. Well, you don't have to, but, you know, it's helpful. Everyone's doing their best. Yeah. And your website is? LittleOwlOnline.co.co dot uk little owl online dot co dot uk but i'm on facebook you can always find me on facebook as well at, at shirley batty at shirley batty just put my name in shirley batty yeah actually if you just go on any internet and just google shirley batty i will flash up in all sorts of places and then you can pick whichever one you want <laughs> fabulous i know you're very active on Facebook, that's how I found you. And um, yeah, as I say, it's is, is valuable to me now. Yeah. It's how I tell people about things. About things, exactly. And I've been friends with you for ages. And I, um, yeah, I just, one day I just thought, let me see what Shirley's all about. And there you go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Shirley, thank you so much for being on the show. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you. It really has. I've now got to go out and sort out my bank. Wasn't Shirley Batty just fabulous? It was a really unexpected conversation, actually. I didn't really know what we were going to talk about because, as I said, I hadn't read her books. I wish I had now. But um, normally authors send me a PDF and I'll get the computer to read me the book. I'll multitask um, before I have a conversation with them. But she doesn't... Um, she doesn't have the PDFs of the books, so she hasn't got that together. So I'd have to actually just buy them on Amazon, which I could do, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, I can't get the computer to read me when I buy them, but buy them on Amazon. But uh, the books sound fascinating, actually. The books really sound fascinating. She is a wealth of information. She doesn't look 86, does she? <laughs> she's fabulous, fabulous, Shirley. And uh, as she said, she's travelled around the world. She, she said she won't come back down under. It's um, at 86. It's too far to come for her now. She said, uh, the plane, the plane ride. Who knows when the planes are going to be up and running again? Uh, somebody, I heard somebody say that um, international travel has been halted until next year. I don't know, out of Australia. I'm not sure if that's correct. But uh, yes, Australia's going into more lockdowns as we speak. There rolling out the second wave of the fear of the fear campaign you might think that it's all a virus and it's all true but yet yeah, we've all we've all got the right to think whatever we want but it's really interesting what's happening on our planet right now all i know is amongst the people i know the whole lockdown thing is waking people up they're yeah instead of getting on with the daily routine they're starting to think differently they're starting to look into what's really going on 
So it's a bit of a wake-up call. This is, this is an image from one of uh, Shirley's books. Look at the owl over there. Isn't that fabulous? And uh, she was just telling me that the third book is that she loves the image that's coming out on the third book, but she didn't describe it to me or send it to me. So we have to wait till the third book comes out, Calling Earth 3. She said that it's due out in a couple of weeks. Um, so that'll be fascinating. Yes, yeah, so buy some of Shirley's books. They, they sound wonderful. I'd love to see the Calling Earth series made into movies that would be that would be wonderful as well now who's coming up i think i've talked about uh, rob schwartz coming up in the inner sanctum and i'm going to have leah scallon on the show uh, who is a galactic singer and language of light unbelievable beautiful woman she's coming up who else is coming up on the show all sorts of people and um Yes, oh, what have we got here? Uh, Robbie Holtz is coming back on the show. Now, Robbie and I had a conversation a few years back about her husband, Gary, who was a uh, neurophysicist, skeptic. He got sick. He was in a wheelchair. He was a quadriplegic. And he was in a bar or somewhere, and he met an Australian naturopath. And this uh, woman said to him, Oh, you'll have to go to Australia and speak to the Outback Aboriginal tribe. Uh, they've got some answers to some of your questions about life, love and the universe. Obviously, they're having an expansive conversation. So he did. He got himself, wheelchair and all, to Australia. This woman had a contact for him to help him once he got here and went out to Outback Australia and met this remote Aboriginal tribe. And the Aboriginal indigenous, indigenous Australians have many secrets, many spiritual secrets, the dream time and all that sort of, and they keep it they had they did keep it close to their chest it was really only for the elders to pass down this ancient wisdom they always passed it down through story anyway they gave Gary years ago all this information and said you've been selected as the the white fella to share this knowledge with the world and so he took the knowledge home I think he spent eight weeks with them he walked off the plane he didn't sprint, you know, he walked aided, but he was not in his wheelchair anymore because um, they had shared their secrets and healing secrets with him. And uh, he wrote a book called Secrets of Aboriginal Healing. And then he met Robbie and then they wrote a, another book called Secrets of Aboriginal Awakening or Aboriginal Awakening Secrets. And then he left the planet and he continued to work or continues to work with Robbie from spirit. And then Robbie reached out to me recently and said, I want to talk about what the angels are saying about the pandemic. Can I come back on the show? And I'm like, absolutely. So she's going to come back on and we're going to talk angels. I love talking angels. Just love talking angels. Actually, I could have talked to Shirley about the angels. So that'll be fascinating. That'll be just wonderful. And Leah's coming on and, uh, oh, yes, I'm going to take a break soon. So there'll be a few weeks where I probably won't get out of the show or it might just be me yakking. And who else is coming into the inner sanctum? Look, all the information's on the website. Go check it out. I, I never have it up and running when I do the, ends of the, the end of the show. So thanks again for watching and uh, spread the word about Shirley. Would you? I just felt uh, I was quizzing her about her publisher and the, you know, the journey she's had with the books. She's spent so many years writing down so many amazing things that um, you know, Spirit's giving her this information to be shared. And although they can, you know, tell people to buy the books, they can prompt them and they've got many ways of doing that. 
they also rely on us to spread the word. So spread the word about Shirley's books, especially if you're into the galactic and all that sort of good stuff. And I'll see you again soon. Big love and remember to buy the book from me, Awakened by Death. It's a great book. One day I'll get the second book out. I don't know when. <laughs> it might never happen, but we'll get them out soon. And lots of love to you. Bye for now.